You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And we're broadcasting from St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd, Minnesota. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Daniel Weiske. And we have, uh, let's see, who do we have with us? Julie. Uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Trinan? Trinan, yep. Trinan. Hey, I did it. How about that, Father? Yeah. Way to go. Grace yeah. of ordination. <laughs> Julie Trinan, you are, um, uh, your husband is a deacon. Yes. And uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I am from Ortonville, Minnesota. And, yes, my husband is a deacon. Um, he is also a director at the Abbey of the Hills and is a physical therapist. And we have got six children. Um, the last of which just graduated from high school. Um, we have two grandchildren and a third one on the way. And um, technically, I'm a nurse, but we homeschooled our kids. And so I did that for 21 years. And then once the last one went off, I um, wanted a little more flexibility than maybe nursing could give. So I have been substitute teaching and subbing in the nurse's office at school and then also helping out at the Abbey. So. Well, isn't that fun? Her husband's a deacon. She's Julie, a nurse. nurse. My my wife common, is yeah. Julie, and she's a nurse. I think we're, we might oh. be related, Julie. I don't know about this. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, like and so how long has your husband been a deacon? For eight years. Eight years. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what diocese is Ortonville? The New Elm Diocese. New Elm. Okay, so you've got Bishop Lavore as your Bishop Lavore, yeah, as your bishop. Yeah. What does the 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 diaconate program in the New Elm Diocese look like? I mean, every diocese kind of has their own their own way of doing it. Right. And what was interesting about my husband's class is that they were the first deacons in the New Elm Diocese. We had no deacons before that their class. Oh wow. Yeah, so it was kind of, um, I don't know, not really an experiment, but it was, um, we really didn't know what we were getting into because it was like they were figuring it out kind of as they went. But it was um, it was a year of experience, and then four more years of um, the training and the classes. So a total mm-hmm. of five years is okay. what was involved. And um, also, I think, you know, because I have other friends that are deacons, and what I really liked about our program was, as a wife, I was not required to be there for all the weekends, because it was one weekend a month for five years, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our kids at the time were, when, when Paul started, were the youngest was five and the oldest was 17. So we were, you know, a pretty busy household, and I would not, I probably went, I went as often as I could, which was maybe two-thirds of the time, and, you know, that, and they also at the time um, had babysitting. We could bring any of our younger children along, and they had a babysitter there um, Hmm. while we were in classes. So we did that with our youngest one or two kids, um, which worked out really nicely when I went along, Um, as opposed to some of my friends that um, are in other dioceses. The wives are required to be there every time. They have to do all the work that the husbands are doing. And so I really appreciated the way our diocese did it because I don't think I could have done it. We could have done it had I had to be there every weekend with having six kids at home, the ages they were, and the activities and things. 
Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how um, our diocese does it. And there's only been one class since, and I think they're kind of discerning what's going to happen next, you know, as far as when they're going to hold the next class. So we've only had um, two groups of deacons be ordained in our diocese. How, how big, may I ask, how big are the classes for these, these groups? Um, when Paul was ordained, there were 12 of them. And I think the last group was about eight, maybe. I'm not okay. totally mm-hmm. sure, but mm-hmm. yeah, so not huge. But hmm. Very interesting. So tell us about the, the time the topic came up between you and, and Paul, um, you know, to, to, yeah. to, start, okay. to start discussing this. Right. So I saw the announcement. There was like an informational meeting. Um, I saw it in our bulletin, and when, I remember when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is something he would probably really like to do, and I think he'd be really good at this, but I don't know if I want to tell him about this, because <laughs> that, I just, you know, like I said, with we had a really busy family, and I was like, do I want him to be involved in one more thing, especially something as big as this, but I knew that I couldn't not tell him. I had to mention it. And, of course, he was interested. Um, but there wasn't a lot of notice for the meeting, and, and we had something else going on. So we actually were running a half marathon the day of the meeting. We were like, well, if we can get to the meeting, we'll do it. And if it doesn't work out, then I guess that, that it's not going to work out. But it, we, we made it work out, and we went to the informational meeting, and... Um, you know, we just kind of started moving forward from there. You know, neither one of us were completely sure about it, but, you know, you just take the steps and you just keep going. And, um, you know, before you can, you know, Paul had to go through interviews with the bishops, and um, we both had to go through the the psychological examination. And then I think there was meetings with the, um, I can't remember, the committee in our diocese yeah. that goes through this. So, you know, just all those steps, and we just kept, moving forward and figuring, you know, if this is what we're supposed to do, it'll keep happening. And if it's not what we're supposed to do, then, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of has a way of stopping you. Um, And we just, we, I don't know if you'd say he passed all the the initial things. Um, And so then the first year, you know, we went and, and yeah, we just, it just kind of kept going that way. And, um, you know, I, I like I said, I think I always knew that Paul would be a really good deacon and that what, you know, that would be a good calling for him or that he was called to that. But I, I always said to him, I know you're meant to be a deacon. I'm just not sure I'm meant to be a deacon's wife. Um, mm. So that was more where the, the hard part came, you know, but I didn't want to hold him back from what I felt, you know, God was calling him to do. So... Um, you know, I, I tried to support him along the way and, and just keep moving forward in faith that it was the right thing to do. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. But so, so it, wasn't, if you... it wasn't like something we talked about beforehand, before we had mm-hmm. really seen that in our bulletin. Because, like I said, there, was, there were no deacons in our diocese, so it wasn't like it was a really a consideration before that. Mm-hmm. So. If you consider the word vocation coming from the same word as voice or a call, uh, it's interesting that the voice that called your your husband, the voice God used, was your own. And so I'm I'm interested, you know, what was his reaction when you you proposed that? 
Um, well, you know, he, of course, was all for it because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's just, he's a, he's a great person of service, um, teacher in religion, Knights of Columbus, whatever. He has a hard time saying no to people that need <laughs> anything. And um, so, yeah, he was all for it. And, you know, I think that God is wise in, like you say, using that, um, that it was maybe me who introduced it. Otherwise, um, sometimes when it's just his idea and it's, you know, I could maybe be more resentful or not as supportive of it. Mm. But since, you know, like, yeah, it was me that brought this up. And, and even though it was me that brought this up, I mean, Paul knew my reservations and, you know, we had many discussions about that. And, you know, um, he would have never gone through with it if, if he thought I was against it. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he, he took my feelings into consideration, but yeah, I think that you know God in His wisdom knows the best way to have these things happen. And and you're right; I never even really considered that until you just said that. But um, yeah, it was it was me that brought it up, so I you know had to share in that that responsibility of um, of what was going to happen and the sacrifices and different things, as opposed to is him saying, I want to do this, and so I'm going to go ahead with this, or whatever, you know? So. You, you bring up a, a, I would probably say, universally common point, you know, can I be a deacon's wife? I'm sure he can be a deacon. Can I be a deacon's wife? I've heard that that concern expressed in my own home and uh, in everybody uh, else that I went through formation with, you know. Uh, the women seem to be pretty sure about their husband, but not so sure about themselves. So l- let's talk a little bit about this. Um, there, there, There's a mindset out there uh, with people I have spoken to um, that are not in the program, and I've said, hey, have you ever considered this? And the husband is, is you know, somewhat interested, and maybe it's the first time they heard about this idea, uh, the wife says, whatever, that's his thing. That's his thing. If he wants to do that, that's his thing. And uh, that's not the case, is it? No, no, it really isn't. Um, you know, it has to be, yeah, you definitely, it's, it's, it's a sacrifice. And, you know, like you say, you've mentioned it to other people, and, and we've done that too. And I remember the response of one of the people that I mentioned it to, and he said, oh, no, I'm way too selfish for that. And we kind of laughed about it at the time, but I, you know, in thinking about it, I'm like, well, that was probably a really wise assessment on his mm-hmm. part, because you, it is, it is a sacrifice. I mean, you know, one weekend a month for five years, and then what you're getting into afterwards, as far as you know, it's a, it's a ministry of service, and, um, and yeah, the more. I guess we've found out over the eight years that Paul has been a deacon, um, the more that we can do together, and it has opened up for us as our children have gotten older, I'm able to help more than I was initially. Um, you know, it, it, it grows your marriage. Um, it's just, yeah, it does. it's not just his thing. Um, some things, you know, he has to do on his own, but we try to do as much of it together as we can, and, um, I, you know, but it, it, I think, too, then that cuts down on, you know, my thing initially was, because we had no deacons in our diocese, it was like, well, what's this going to look like? Right. Um, and I had nobody to ask that to, you know, I'm like, how much time, how much time will this take? 
and, you know, what, what's going to be expected. And, of course, with every different priest that comes through our parish, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's been the things we've been able to do, to do together, like marriage prep or, you know, visiting the sick or the dying or whatever, you know, it's just been a great blessing to both of us. And, you know, I can't say that all my fears have not been, the, the things I was worried about have not happened. You know, it's been much better than I anticipated. So, I mean, I think it's it was good that we he chose to do this and I chose to support him because um, even though the unknown is a fearful thing, it's um, it's been a real blessing to us, I think, and our family. I'm sort of interested to hear, Julie, what some of those fears were that you had. Well, mainly just how much time, you know, because I was thinking of it at the time, like, oh, this is his thing. I didn't know what my involvement would be, and it would be like, oh, good, another thing that's taking him away from our family, you know, or um, now we're not going to be able to plan to go away on weekends or, or do anything fun. I'm going to have to just spend time with our kids by myself because he's going to be have to be at church every weekend, and, you know, it's like that's going to come first. But one thing that did help me was our bishop said, um, your family comes first, your job comes second, and the diaconate is third. And I remember saying, okay, I'm going to hold him to that, because, <laughs> you know, that, that, made, that gave me a little bit more peace, because, it, you know, it was just the time, um, the, I guess, the time that I was thinking that it would take him away from our family um, was my greatest fear. So That's a common fear. It's a common fear among, among wives, and I think it's a common fear among the, the husbands that are that are in formation as well. Um, yeah, that that time, and, and is it a decision to change um, uh, the way you, uh, the kind of husband you are, the kind of father you are? Are you are you choosing to abandon to some degree these other vocations uh, in favor of uh, uh, of serving? And I read an article written by a deacon who's. Um, and he was praised in this article for being such a busy deacon, such a you know always always active and always doing things, and and uh, that his uh, his family rarely gets to see him anymore. And this article was saying wonderful things about this deacon because of how busy he is. And I okay. thought to myself, this is exactly the wrong approach <laughs> to to the diaconate. Um, you know, and, and his his family was was uh, was. Um, said that this is their sacrifice that they they have to sacrifice their dad or, or their husband for this and the and the father or the the, the deacon said it's uh, you know sometimes we make sacrifices and they're worth it and i thought i think this this man has the wrong idea of of what a deacon is supposed to do he's not supposed to put those other vocations secondary um but serve in addition to those yeah, so it just right. highlights the point of tension. There's a discernment there, mm-hmm. and each couple's a little different too. Some depending on the wife's personality mm-hmm, too, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and the age of children, like you mentioned, Julie. And so I think it's a point of discernment. Of mm-hmm. it's, it's not a clear, hard and fast line of how much you do and don't do. Uh, but I think you know, it sounds like the two of you, Julie, have negotiated a, a good balance, and that you're able to work together in some ways. Mm-hmm. Whereas not all deacons' wives want to be in ministry at all or in front of anyone at all, I and mean, that's a different negotiation or discernment for for that couple. Uh, right. Yeah, it's pretty individual to how they're going to, you know, each couple will work it out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. One of the things I, I enjoy, and I know you mentioned it too, and we just have a moment left, um, 
the, the times I can serve in a diaconal capacity and do it with my wife as well, those are beautiful times. What, what all do you and your husband do? Um, well, I guess mainly um, marriage prep. Mm-hmm. Um, we do that in our diocese. For the couples that are not having a Mass, our priest does the ones that are having a Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do the ones. And then the other thing that we do together is to visit um, people in the hospital or in their homes who are either sick or dying. Um, I would say those are the two main things that we do together. Mm-hmm. So. Well. Julie, I want to thank you so much for for being with us and helping us understand a little bit from the wives' perspective. I think uh, it would be good for us uh, going forward to hear from more wives in in this capacity as well, because as as both you and Father Daniel mentioned, each couple is going to approach this differently. But it is a couple moving together in in this uh, in this endeavor. So, Julie, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, God bless you, and we'll pray for you and your husband. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. And we'll be right back with more from St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd, Minnesota on Real Presence Live in just a moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Are you excited about what Real Presence Radio is doing with media in the new evangelization and have experience or education in communications or media? Real Presence Radio is now accepting applications for the full-time position of Director of Programming. Be a part of this faith-filled effort to draw souls to Christ through radio and digital media. For a full job description or to apply, please email Brittany at realpresenceradio.com or call 877-795-0122. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. For me, it was just a question of, okay, put aside all of your preconceptions, your Protestant judgments, and and come to it with an open mind. And once I did that, I started to recognize there was a whole bunch of scripture, as, as a Protestant scripture was the bellwether for everything, that I had never looked at in the way the Catholics did. In fact, I think there were scriptures that I had felt like I'd never even seen before. I'm like, what? Where did that come from? And uh, so then as, as the fog was lifted, I think the biggest thing that happened for both of us is that we recognized we no longer had to have all of the answers. There was a magisterium in place, and I can spend my entire life living contentedly in the Catholic faith and never stop learning and never have to have all the answers because the church has them. And if I have a question, I can find it out. The Catholic faith brought us complete peace. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And we're live once again from St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd, Minnesota, where Father Daniel Weiske is the pastor and your host for Real Presence Live. I'm Deacon, just Deacon Dan Goshi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
a lot of good uh, discussions today, Father. A lot of great guests, a lot of good mm-hmm. people of faith, and mm-hmm. trying to discern God's will and follow, and, and interesting kind of the theme throughout. It wasn't planned, other than by the Lord, mm-hmm. of people talking about uh, community around them, or, or support, mm-hmm. kind of fraternal or, or friendship in terms of support, and mm-hmm. people giving witness to the faith and seeing something that was attractive, and then mm-hmm. being drawn in, and uh, but how their life of faith really relied on that that brotherhood mm-hmm. um, or that 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 mutual support, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I mean, we know God himself is a community, right? And, and, and he has made us in his own image and likeness. So we are part of that community. And anytime you don't have that um, opportunity to, to commune, you know, you're, it's like the abiding in the vine, you sever the vine, (laughs) things, things don't go too well for that branch, you know? So it's, it's really important to, uh, for, for, for um, those in formation, to gather together and 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 continue to, to meet with one another for those in seminary for those who have been ordained um, the deacons and and for men as uh, Dan O'Reilly was talking just just men to get together uh, because we, we 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 go to mass and we are dismissed from mass we are sent out to continue bringing Christ to the world and you go to the as Dan mentioned you know your, your buddies at the bar or the guys at work and, you know and there's there's a lot of different opportunity to to stray away from mm-hmm. being Christ and it's easy uh, to regularly be immersed in that culture mm-hmm. but what do we do to protect ourselves from drowning in that in that right. swamp you know married couples need that too or just mm-hmm. you know other people who mm-hmm. are single as something that can be really hard to find too or hard to form but when when you find it uh, where you have opportunities for that community of uh, faith, that's so important. That analogy of the coals was, mm-hmm. I think, pretty yeah. helpful. Yeah. You know, one coal in and of itself burning in an open pit, you know, that will that will burn out very quickly. Mm-hmm. When it's surrounded by other burning coals, mm-hmm. it's protected. They reinforce yeah. each other's heat, and you put a new coal on, as you said, and, and that coal begins to Ignite. set it sure. in place. Yeah. And, and our, our last, <clears throat> excuse me, our last guest, Julie, um, you know, my heart was breaking for her when she said there were no deacons in their in their diocese when they went through this um, eight years ago, and uh, that she didn't have anyone else to really, you know, to go to or mm-hmm. to uh, to ask questions or that that the part of that community was missing. But but God formed one mm-hmm. and sustained it, and now they're able to to be to be that light to to mm-hmm. others. So yeah, a beautiful a beautiful day. I hope we can. Um, Talk to more. I would. I would like to talk to more people who are uh, in seminary and in formation, and uh, uh, wives of of, uh, of deacons and wives of guys in seminary. I'd like to do a lot of this to because I think it's good for people to hear what that's like, you know, and and the real life uh, that takes place in during that, you know, and, and how this sets it apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. And her comment about how good it is for the marriage, I can test to that. Uh, the diaconate and formation is a beautiful thing for your marriage. It's more challenges than you've ever asked for, but the grace is amazing to get through them. So, so uh, Therese, would you like to tell us a little bit about uh, what's coming up in the next Real Presence Live show? Yeah, great show today, guys. Um, and we have another great show coming up tomorrow. Our hosts will be Father Tim Smith and Chris Euler, broadcasting from Sacred Heart Church in Aberdeen. Um, call in with your questions for Father Tim Smith on Straight Talk from 9 to 9.30 a.m. Central. Then we'll be chatting with Kathy Halma 
Formation director at the Spirit of Carmel Secular Carmelites about living the Carmelite spirituality in the world today. And it's a special night just for Catholic families. We'll learn more as we talk with Abby Schallenkamp from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. All right. Well, that sounds, sounds like a great show on yeah. the Memorial of Our Lady in Mount Carmel tomorrow. Yeah. How about that? There's another community. Yeah. <laughs> Carmelites yeah. inspired yeah. by Our Lady's example of prayer and contemplation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts, Father? I didn't well, notice your socks till now. Those oh, are... they're the St. Michael the socks. I oh, figured, Saint you know, Michael every time socks. we do a show, we're different socks. St. Michael good. the Archangel, defend us in battle. That's that's the prayer that uh, wearing these scots, basically it expresses that prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it's my announcement hold the, the Hold your socks up to the microphone so people yeah, can hear yeah. them. Can you hear them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, there they are. Yeah. Um, right. I think... Uh, Today is St. Bonaventure's fe- uh, Memorial as well, mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. Franciscan saint. Tomorrow we have Our Lady Mount Carmel, both examples of contemplation, of turning to the Lord. We need support from each other, but of course, that's always to direct us to the Lord himself, mm-hmm. to the, um, the fire of love that's burning uh, from all eternity. Uh, that you know, Focusing, as St. Bonaventure says today, focusing our longings and our affections upon him, on that one source of true love and so to help each other to do that, I hope we've helped some people to do that today and um, try to help each other as the days go forward to, to stir up our affections and our thoughts and, and our focus on that eternal love that wants to keep us aflame mm-hmm. and for all eternity. Perhaps we could uh, close a with prayer. A, a prayer and a blessing. Well, we'll pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. As we face life's challenges, we trust ourselves to our loving Father and Blessed Mary and St. Michael the archangel defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil may god rebuke him we humbly pray and do thou prince of the heavenly host by the power of god cast into hell satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls may almighty god bless all who are listening the father the son and the holy spirit amen and we are wrapping up from St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd, Minnesota I'm Deacon Dan Goshi that's Father Daniel Weiske and we'll see you again sometime This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.